If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to encourage you to turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. And we're going to be starting in verse 24. We're going to be bouncing around to a few different passages here today. Uh, one of the first things I want to do before we get into this passage, though, is just welcome the families of our Affirmation students. Today is Affirmation Sunday, and so as a congregation, could you just give them a warm welcome here today, thanking them for being here. And real quick, just the emphasis of the people who poured into these young students' lives. They love this part. But Katie Bindle, thank you very much for teaching these kids. Danielle Pearson, you would have had an involvement in these kids' lives last year. Uh, wherever you're at, thank you for pouring into these kids. I know that Miranda, and uh, she's been helping with this year's 7th grade class, so thank you, Miranda, and Pastor Lance, and the whole youth ministry team, all those individuals that have been involved in their life in this season of 7th and 8th grade, but then all you Sunday school teachers who have poured into these kids' lives. We want to thank you for your involvement and the, planting those seeds and bringing the word into their life. And I just want to show you all a little gift that uh, was given to them a few weeks ago at our affirmation luncheon. But this uh, is an apologetics study Bible. And so that word apologetics, we just talked about this in Sunday school, actually, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. It talks about always being ready to give an answer when somebody asks you about your faith. And that word answer would actually come from this word here with this apologetics in mind. And so we want to help these kids be able to defend their faith in Jesus. Because how many of you know this is just the beginning for these little ones, right? I know they're eighth graders, but they got a lot of life ahead of them. And in the world we live in, they need that foundation, don't they? just like all of us need that. So that's a neat little gift that we were able to give them on behalf of the church and the importance of God's Word. And that's my focus here today, is the importance of God's Word in our life. And the Word being two things, Jesus and the Scriptures. And how that Word in our life builds a foundation. And that's the title of today's message. So before we get into the Scriptures, I'd ask that you'd Bow your heads with me as we pray together, asking the Lord to bless this time. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we're spending here in your word. And I ask, Lord, that you would settle our hearts to receive today. And Lord, that you would move upon our hearts in such a powerful and real way. Thank you for each of these students and their families, and the people that have invested in their faith. And I pray that, Lord, you would bless their lives as we spend this time in worship together around your word. Lord, please speak powerfully. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. This is where we're going to be here Jesus is kind of wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, which would be Matthew 5 through 7, and he's closing things out with this right here. He says, Anyone who listens to my teaching 
and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on the rock. Verse 26, But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it, it's like a foolish person, like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus, wrapping up this Sermon on the Mount, gives them that statement. If anyone listens to these things and does them, is like a person who builds their house upon this solid rock. And the person who listens but does not do them is like someone who builds on sand. Now, I want you to notice a few things about these individuals. The first is both of them are going to have storms that come. I think that's life, isn't it? How many of you know there's storms in life? Okay? Storms are going to come and it's going to test your faith. What have you built your house upon? Those storms will reveal that. And Jesus is making out a point here. Those who listen and do are going to build their house upon the solid rock that stands. Now these individuals, they have something in common. They have ears. And they're listening. But there's a difference between these individuals. Not just the fact that they're wise or foolish, but as they both listen and they're taking this in, there's a difference in how it's applied. Are you going to do what God asks you to do, or are you going to do your own thing? So let's draw this out a little bit further. If you do what God asks you to do, Jesus is saying you're building your life on the solid rock. If you do what you want to do, and you ignore my words, you're building your house on sand. This might be a little harder to swallow, but Jesus is saying, if you acknowledge me and listen to me, you're wise, but if you choose to reject my word, guess what? You're foolish. I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise, and so it would be good to take Jesus' words Seriously, I want you to turn with me now to James chapter 1. Talking about this listening and then doing it, James even draws this out in chapter 1 here, and I think this is good for all of us to take in. James chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 21. We would do well to listen to the scriptures, right? Verse 21 says this, Get rid of all the filth and the evil that is in your lives. So Lord, search our hearts. If there's anything that's offensive to you, please help me to remove this. Any pride issue, any sin struggle that might be hanging on to us, Lord, help me to get rid of this. And then it says, and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts. 
for it has the power to save your souls. So we drew out one of the biggest sins, and that is pride. I think pride is the root of any sin, personally. Because pride has a way of puffing you up and sort of minimizing God. And I want you to understand that God is saying, I want you to humble yourself and receive my word, for it has the power to save. So we must humble ourselves and accept it as it's planted into our hearts. And I think that's something Jesus is drawing out. The ones who truly accept the word. The ones who humble themselves, say this life isn't about me, it's about what God wants to do, so I want to receive this. So you humbly receive what God is planting. And there you are, building your house on the rock. Well, James goes on. It gets better. He says, don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. Don't just listen. Do it. I'm just going to pause here for a second. Okay, any married men in the house? If your wife says she needs you to do something, what do you do? You wait six months. <laughs> God bless you, my friend. <laughs> Brady's looking at me. She's going, we've got some projects that I've asked you to do that are still undone. But same thing here. God's got instructions for us. And he says, do it. Do it. It says, otherwise you're only fooling yourself. So not only are you foolish... But you're even fooling yourself. If you listen to the word and you don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. If you come to church, you hear the message, and you feel like you've just checked a box, you're fooling yourself. We come to worship together to gather around God's word. And as Shaney said, there is something that God has for all of us, myself included. And as we gather around God's word, let us humbly accept what it is that he would have to say to us through his word. And part of that is we then apply it. And as we apply his word into our life, we're no longer fooling ourselves. We're living wisely. Verse 25, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you look carefully, that almost seems like there's just a very intentional action with that. We look carefully into the word, to the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says... And don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I can speak to this personally, but the moments in my life where I'm applying God's word, there's a blessing that comes with that. On the contrary, times in my life where I'm not living according to the scriptures, I feel like sometimes it's just like you're going against the grain. 
and God's blessing, His favor is missing because we're missing the peace of obedience that comes with His Word. So James gives us instruction on what it means to receive the Word. We have to humble ourselves, and then we do what it says. And this foundation is laid. Now I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I talked earlier about how the Word is the Scriptures, and it's also who? Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. We're talking about Jesus there in John chapter 1. And I want to emphasize Jesus as our foundation here in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 15. Verse 10, it says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is our foundation. Without Him, you're building your life on the sand. Verse 12, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value, and if the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Now let me just break this down for a second, because there's three kinds of people that I want us to understand. The people that would hear God's word and then refuse to do anything about it. They don't have Christ in their life. They're missing this foundation. The next individual would be somebody that receives Jesus into their life, but what are you doing with Jesus now that you're saved? Are you working in the kingdom or are you working in your own kingdom? Because those who have Christ in their life, there's going to come a day where we stand before Him and He's going to reward His followers for the things they've done in the kingdom. And this passage is saying for those that weren't really involved in the kingdom, they won't be getting some of the rewards that other people might be getting. They'll get into heaven, but they'll be missing out on some things in the kingdom. So the person that's saved but not really engaged or involved in the kingdom. And there's a balance there. Because when I read scripture and I see that you'll know people by their fruit. And so that means there's an outflow of fruit in me. Good fruit or bad fruit. We all have fruit. We're just a bunch of fruity people. But we all have fruit, good fruit or bad fruit, and you'll know whether or not somebody's saved by their fruit. But then that third individual is one that's receiving God's word on a consistent basis, and God begins to produce incredible fruit. First off, in their character. God begins to do a work, and a once angry individual now has patience and compassion 
And a person that wasn't very kind now is just so gracious. And you can see that miracle that God does in somebody's life. That's fruit. But there's also the fruit of working in his kingdom. And God does a powerful ministry through that. The foundation is Jesus. What are we building on that foundation? A couple years ago when Pastor Lance came here and did a visit, he also spent some time in that being able to teach to the kids. And um, there was an illustration that he did, and when I was talking to him this week, he goes, you know, I don't remember doing that, but it stuck with me. It stuck with me. And so I've asked him to actually help me with an illustration. So Pastor Lance, come grab a mic and help me out if you could, please. So can I have Jake Lenz come up here real quick? Come here, Jake. So, Jake, this is, it's a hymnal, but we're going to say this is the Bible, okay? I want you to hold on to that real quick, okay? So, can I have you hold on to it just like this, okay? Like you're going to give it to someone, okay? So, something that really stuck out to me was often when someone comes into relationship with Christ, or they, they're walking, as, as Russell's talking here, is they're holding on to the Bible loosely, and they may have read the Bible, but they don't know the Bible. So you see what happened there? All right, go ahead, pick it up. So that's the person that may have, like, come to church, okay, right? So like, you come to church, and you, you hear the message on Sunday, but come Monday, you forget about it. Okay, so that's one person, so that was the first person, okay? And I want you to hold it like that, okay? Now the next person comes to church, they take God's Word, they apply it halfway through the week, but then... Once again, the storms of life come. Oh, man, what am I going to do? And they lose. If I break the hymnal, I'll buy another one, I promise. <laughs> but they lose faith, and maybe they fall away, or they, they struggle, okay? Now, I want you to grab it with two hands, tightly. Just, we're going to just grip it like your life depends on it, okay? I know I'm strong, but I think with two hands, verse 1, you better not let this Bible fall. Don't embarrass us, okay? Okay, so, so here's the word of God, right? And now we're going to say, Jake takes God's word, he applies it to his life, and he lives it out daily, right? You read God's word daily, you're praying, you're walking in step with God, which is our hope and our prayer for people. And then when storms of life come, the enemy keeps beating on that door, but what happens? You're standing firm in God, right? So for me, when we stand on the Word of God, and we hold true to that, that's what happens. The storms of life don't shake us. We don't lose faith in what the Word says, but that we stand true to what the Word does in our lives and in the lives of people around us. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Pastor Lance. Hebrews 12, in my own personal time with the Lord, this particular passage resonated with me a couple weeks ago. Hebrews 12, starting in verse 12 and 13, 
But verse 12 says to take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Now I want to stop there before we go to the next verse. Take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Now when I read that in my own personal devotion time, I really sensed that the Lord was telling me, take a firmer grip and strengthening the weak knees, I saw that as prayer. Take a new grip with your tired hands. How many of you have ever had tired hands? Take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Part of operating in life and all the things that you go through, one of the blessings that God gives us is His Word. And we would do well to acknowledge that. Take that new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Now in verse 13, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. How can I mark out a straight path? What's that? With the Word. This next verse is on the screen. But Psalm 119, 105. Talking to the Lord. God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How do you know the path? Through the scriptures. Right? Last year we were giving this affirmation message in a series when Jesus gave his I am statements, if you remember that back in the fall. And we were on Jesus being the light of the world, and it was on Affirmation Sunday, and I gave those Affirmation students a lantern. Right? It was a, a rechargeable lantern that's solar-powered, and they can charge their cell phones with it. Okay? And I heard that that gift was actually a hit, so we're doing it again. But with the emphasis this time on Psalm 119, 105. God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How do you walk through those storms that are so dark and glim? You do it with the light of God's word as he guides you. And I want to leave us with this verse. This is... This is a, a good one for all the affirmation students, but for any of us listening, this is good. Still in Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? The rest of the verse says, by living according to your word. That's for all of us. How do you walk the path of purity? Live according to God's word. Don't be foolish, be wise. Build your house upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Then when the storms come, your house will stand firm. You think of the song, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is what? Sinking sand. Build your life on the foundation that is Jesus. Would you pray with me as we close?
Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. First, your word as Jesus that you sent to this earth to pay the penalty and the price for sin so that we could be set free. And you can bring a foundation into our life. And if there's anyone listening right now that lacks that foundation, but you desire that, there's something about the scriptures today that the Spirit is drawing you to this place of desiring that in your life, then I'd ask that you'd pray with me right now in your heart. Say, Jesus, I need you. I want this foundation. And I'd ask that you'd forgive me of my sin. That you'd cleanse me and make me new. And today I receive you by grace through faith. And help me now each day to build on that foundation all to the glory of God. And Father, for all of us in response today, help us to be doers of the word, not just listeners, that we would humbly receive that which you've planted today. We thank you for this time of worship. We ask now for your grace and your blessing. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So for those that did pray with me to receive Christ today, to receive that foundation, we want to encourage you with this tool that you can use to build, and it's called Now What? And it's at the welcome desk, comes with the free Bible. Please take this gift with you. It's a free resource on behalf of the church, just a way to... Continue to walk in that relationship with Jesus Christ. The other thing.